Hello, my name is Eric Martel and welcome back to another episode of Break Away from the Rat Race. And today I want to talk about why I believe your number one goal should be to achieve financial freedom. If you haven't done that yet, and uh, by financial freedom, I mean that you have sufficient passive income to pay for all your living expenses, plus a little bit extra uh, safety on top of that. So why do I believe this is so important and why this should be your number one goal is because it is inevitable. You will all, we will all need to have passive income. We will all, all need to achieve financial freedom. And this is kind of the definition of retirement is uh, once you retire, you need to have that passive income uh, in order to pay for all your expenses and stuff like that, because you can't, you can't work anymore. Um, so, and that's it. For years, financial experts they basically thrown some kind of target savings uh, at us saying, oh, you need to save this much money, this much money, and come up with all kinds of different formulas. And there are a number of problems with that, and um, we can talk about that. But I want to also propose a new approach that I think is more tangible and would make uh, more sense uh, for most people and would help you motivate motivate you to achieve that uh, that passive income target so so let's talk about what the financial experts have been saying uh, for many years I've heard I've read in our articles and stuff like that you need to have a million dollars in saving in order to retire blah 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 and then this is uh, you know some kind of calculation uh, that uh, that they did in order to come up with that amount uh, more recently, Market Watch came up with an article and they said that 3 million is the new 1 million. Uh, so now you need to save $3 million instead of $1 million in order to retire. We also heard some other factors like 10 times your retirement uh, income. This is how much you need to save. Uh, there's also a number of uh, online calculators out there that uh, will gladly tell you how much savings you need to have in order to retire. So I find that there's a few problems with that. And I think that it's not very clear when people are looking at that. The first one is that there are a number of hidden assumptions in these articles. And of course, they have to do that. I'm not blaming them for putting assumptions in there. But there are so many different variables that you need, they need to make some assumptions in order to come up with a number that they can put in their title. Um, so you know, that makes it very difficult. So, but these assumptions need to be kind of like highlighted for the readers so that they know uh, what they're up against. Uh, the other thing too is that these targets are very, uh, they seem very unattainable. They're big targets and, um, and they seem so far away sometimes that you say, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then, uh, you know, this is not um, necessarily a good way to track and uh, track your progress towards a target. And which is kind of my third assumption is how do you track these uh, your progress towards this target? So because things change, the economy change, the interest rate change, the inflation change, all these things, and that impacts often how much you need to save for your retirement. So let's talk about the assumptions first. So so why I believe so these are hidden assumptions are all a number of hidden assumptions. But the biggest one I think is uh, one of the biggest one is around the fact that it assumes that your retirement income will come from three sources, Social Security. That's a given. 
The other one is non-401k employer-sponsored retirement plan, right? So that would be uh, what we used to, we call like defined benefit pension plans. So these are predetermined retirement uh, or pension. So basically, it's based on some kind of percentage of your final salary multiplied by uh, the numbers of numbers of years of service, right? So if I made 60,000, my final salary at retirement is $60,000. And then, so most of them would say that it's 2.5% of your final salary. And I've worked there for uh, 20 years. Then I will get 2.5% times 20 times um, my $60,000 income. So I will be making uh, $30,000 in retirement uh in pension at the, at retirement right so so that's that's pretty good and this is this is calculated so the company agrees to pay you that amount and the risk is on the company to make the right investment in order to pay you that pension many of these pension these are these uh, non-401k pension plans have been under the line for the last 30 years and right now the only one that uh, are still alive are government pension plans and uh, some union workers pension plan that work for large companies like uh, like gm or ford or alcoa you know the big companies like that um, so what happens to all these uh, defined benefit pension plans? They have been converted to 401k plans. And, uh, but when you do that, that basically changes them into some kind of tax deferred uh, retirement savings. And now the risk of retirement, uh, the retirement risk, I should say, is shifted from the employer now back on the employee. So the employee is now responsible to purchase the pension at retirement based on the savings that they have. So if you don't have an employer pension plan, that means that you need to increase the, your, the amount of savings that you need for, for your, to pay for your retirement pension, right? So that's, that's the, one of the biggest assumptions there. Um, so you need to cover that, that gap, basically. The other thing too that is, uh, the other assumption that's being made often is, that's not always the case, but often they make the assumption that you're gonna need less income at retirement. And I'm on the, I, I don't wanna, I'm used to a certain lifestyle and I don't want to reduce my lifestyle when I go to retirement. And I think that what's gonna happen for most people is that they're the same. And I think what's gonna happen is that they're gonna simply shift their expenses from one category to the next. Yes, they're not gonna have to drive to work, but instead they're gonna travel to Italy or France or um, some other places. Uh, so they're gonna spend money, they're gonna spend their, their money, but they're gonna spend it differently because uh, they wanna enjoy uh, their, their retirement and that point. So that's, that's uh, another big assumption. The other big assumption is that now you have this savings uh, how is that going to make it? How will you convert these savings into a stream of income, passive income? So most of them, uh, because they are normally financial institutions or uh, that deal with the stock market, most a lot of them would recommend that you would keep it invested in, uh, in the stock market 
and then you basically sell some shares or percentage of your assets every every year for five percent of your assets every year and then that's to pay yourself so so that's that's fine as long as the the stock market your portfolio grows faster than four percent and that your stock market portfolio is able to pay for the fees associated with managing your portfolio and all of that, then you should be fine. Except if there's a downturn in the stock market, uh, there's a, a correction or something like that, then you need to take the money out. Uh, or there's some other issues. And the, the other assumption is that also that this 4% or 5% that you're going to dive uh, get out of your portfolio it's going to be sufficient to bridge that gap and pay for uh, for your retirement uh, income for your pension so these are big assumptions the other uh, ways that they are suggesting that you do it is invest in, in dividend stock uh, there are also some discussions about the cd a cd liar certificate of deposit ladder that's basically have different um, uh, redemption period and stuff like that and then they, they basically get some money at, on a regular basis that you can uh, live off um, and of course there's annuities um, so which is uh, another bunch of assumptions that are associated with that and uh, are you going to do survivorship are you going to do indexed are you going to do um, what's the interest rate at the time you're going to do the um, you're going to convert your savings to an annuity what's your, your you know all kinds of different assumptions associated with that so um and this this has a major major impact on your retirement income and uh i cannot underemphasize that aspect of it and but people are are not thinking about how this conversion will happen and i think this is critical i think people need to pay attention to how they're planning to use these savings and convert these savings into a stream of income at retirement. But people are leaving that to the last minute. And when that time comes at retirement, when you look at your savings, your options are gonna be limited, right? So the other, th the other uh, assumptions or the other problems that I see with this target savings approach is that the big target. It's a big target and then when you look at the, what was it, the uh, oh, Economic Policy Institute, they had a study in two, a couple of years ago, and they were saying that the median retirement savings for, for workers aged between 50 and 55 in the United States, the median retirement saving was how much? $8,000. So imagine you have a target, maybe you don't have a, a Maybe it's a five hundred thousand or a million dollar target, and you have eight thousand dollars in retirement savings. So that's going to seem a little unattainable, and uh, and you have ten years now to do to save a million dollars. Well, if I knew that ahead of time, I could have done something. But uh, anyway, so that doesn't make you feel good, and then you feel very discouraged, unattainable target, all of that. So what are you going to do, right? So that's going to be very difficult. Now, finally, what I propose is that, uh, is that you set a monthly passive income target. 
And um, in the next video, I will talk about how to calculate that monthly passive income target and also some ideas about how you can, uh, the, the type of investments that you can use in order to gradually increase and go towards your, your passive income target. So the advantage of the passive income target is that the number is not that big and it's something that you can see your progress uh, every, every month. So let's say if you want to have uh, at retirement, you want to have $60,000 in uh, or $80,000 in retirement income, then you need to have five or six or $7,000 in coming in, in passive income, coming in. That's your target. It's simple, right? So then you just, then you start working and you start investing right now, today, you start investing into uh, some investment vehicle that I will talk about later on in another video. And then that money, that passive income is going to come into your bank account. It's something that's tangible and you can see at the beginning, it's a little bit, it seems a little bit slow, but the more passive income that comes into your bank, the more benefits you will get. And uh, you're going to really see that you're getting closer and closer to uh, your passive income target. If you do very well, you may end up being able to retire earlier uh, than you expected. So this is a little bonus. There's also all kinds of other benefits in uh, doing this approach, uh, depending on what kind of investment vehicle you choose. So that is my recommendation. The next video, I will talk about how to calculate it, give you some ideas about the, uh, the investments uh, side of things. And, um, you know, let you know kind of how things could go. I hope this was helpful. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to contact me, send a, put a comment below. I would really appreciate if you like my video. Uh, it really matters a lot to me. It uh, helps uh, motivate me to do more, uh, more videos that uh, I'm hoping is helpful to you. And uh, also, I would love if you would subscribe as well. Uh, again, that helps me. And then you get notified when I have a new video that's out there. Um, but I will leave it at that. Thank you very much for watching. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martel. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.